Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast Wisdom's Echo. This is Liam O'Brien and here is my thought for the day. Today I wanted to talk about knowing love. The Lord impressed on me some time ago about two very important things. Identity, it is who we are, and love is how we operate. I wanted to first uh, draw from scripture from 1 John 4, 8, where it says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And I'll just repeat that again. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. To know God, one needs to know love. They're not separable. They're one and the same. Or to say it in reverse, to not know love is to not know God. So there's a challenge in that. There's a opportunity in that to come to a place of knowing love so that we may know God in a deeper way and know his nature in a far, far deeper way. And there's a big difference between knowing about love and knowing love. So I wanted to just spend some time around 1 Corinthians 13 and anyone who's been around uh, church circles or any of those sort of things for any period of time, most of us can uh, memorize or state just from memory 1 Corinthians 13. It's commonly quoted at most weddings, uh, Christian weddings or kingdom weddings that people attend. But I just wanted to unpack it from a couple of different angles uh, that sort of helped me to understand this and then interlink it back to 1 John 4, 8. And that word to for God is love in 1 John 4, 8 in the Greek is agape, which is exactly the same word that is used in 1 Corinthians 13 for love. So what I wanted to do was to read from Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 13, but I wanted to read it from the Amplified Version to start off with and then take a couple of sort of spins on it or a couple of different approaches to be able to really grasp, to try and grasp the depth of love and to come to a place or aim to come to a place to know love in a deeper and more succinct way and to know God in a more succinct way in a deeper and richer way as our father, as our maker, as our friend, as as we are sons and daughters uh, of his kingdom. So I'm going to read uh, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 4 to 8, but from the Amplified, because I think that sort of just expands on uh, some of the terminology and phraseology a little more than some of the other versions. So, love endures with patience and serenity, or calmness. Love is kind and thoughtful, and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag, and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude, not self-seeking. It is not provoked, nor overly sensitive, or easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things regardless of what comes, believes all things looking for the best in each one, 
hopes all things remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails, it never fades nor ends. So I want to take that same verse of scripture, but I want to change one word going back to 1 John 4, 8, where it says God is love. So to take 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, and replace love, the word love, and the references to love with God, and to read this by putting God in there as our father, as our maker, and the way that he operates and loves towards us and how we're called to love others and demonstrate and to operate in a similar way to the world around us, to the place that he's put us. But I wanted to, as I sort of go through this and change the wording, is take some time, I really encourage everyone to do this, is take some time and literally stop at every sentence or every sort of grouping of where it describes an aspect or a sort of function of love and look for or think of a biblical example or an example of Jesus or someone you know who really demonstrates this quality and just have that picture, hold that picture in your mind as a reference point and hold that picture in your heart as a reference point of what that actually looks like. So often, particularly with some of the scriptures which we really know and can recite quite easily, is the depth of revelation and the depth of understanding behind those layers can sometimes be overlooked. So taking the time and say, for example, the first one there in 1 Corinthians 13.4, said God, to replace love with God, God endures with patience and serenity or calmness. And we can look at that from biblical examples where David talks about that in some of the Psalms. We can see the examples of uh, the Lord and Israel. We can see examples of that in Jesus' life as well. So to take, take that and actually hold that in your heart and hold that picture or someone who you know who is someone that I can think of who really embodies patience and calmness or serenity and then understanding that is one of the aspects of the nature of God and the nature of the outworking of love as he is as God is love so I'm going to read through this now just replacing the word But I really encourage everyone in their personal time is just to take 1 Corinthians 13 that I'm about to do, replace the word love with God, but then take that time to break each one of those down and literally spend five minutes or some time on each of the aspects and putting God in that. So God endures with patience and serenity. God is kind and thoughtful. God is not jealous or envious. God does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. God is not rude. God is not self-seeking. God is not provoked nor overly sensitive or easily angered. 
God does not take into account a wrong endured. God does not rejoice at injustice, but God rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. God bears all things regardless of what comes, believes all things looking for the best in each one, hopes all things remaining steadfast in difficult times, endures all things without weakening. God never fails, God never fades, nor ends. So we can see there that this paints a vivid picture of the characteristic of God as a heavenly father, the goodness of God, and the that God is love, and what that love actually looks like in an outworking form. And to have a foundation of that God is our heavenly father and is a good, good father and the goodness of God as a central point then allows us to take that and operate in a similar way to be able to manifest love, to be able to give out love to those that are around us. So to the degree we receive his love and understand how he operates as a father, we can then give and operate to others. So love really is how we operate as Christians, as sons and daughters of our father. The next phase of this sort of 1 Corinthians 13 and interchanging out love and is to personalize it and this isn't to be condemning of, you know, saying, hey, look, this is how far I've fallen short or this is, we've all got areas to grow in the in Jesus and the Holy Spirit is so gentle and kind to us in growing us in these areas and enlarging our capacity to appropriate these characteristics of love. So really, this is an encouragement or a calling to a higher love to operate with love. So I'll give you an example of uh, personalizing it for me, say in my case, with interjecting my own name in there as love. And again, it's a calling higher as God is love. And to know, to know God is part of that is to know love. And to do, reflect God is to reflect love. And we've been given some very key characteristics or an outworking that we can really inspire and aspire to. So in this example, I'll just replace my name. And obviously this is personalized to me and you do a similar thing by interjecting your name into wherever it's referring to love. But it's a, it's a calling upwards. And that's the thing I really want to stress. It's not a condemning in any way, but it's really a calling to a higher living at a higher level to really know love that it overflows out of you to everything around you. So I'll use my name here. Liam endures with patience and serenity. Liam is kind and thoughtful. Liam is not jealous or envious. Liam does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. Liam is not rude. Liam is not self-seeking. Liam is not provoked nor overly sensitive or easily angered. 
Liam does not take into account a wrong endured. Liam does not rejoice at injustice. But Liam rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Liam bears all things regardless of what comes, believes all things looking for the best in each one, hopes all things remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Liam never fails. Liam never fades nor ends. So that's a really big challenge, but something that the Holy Spirit and the Lord is so intent on in equipping us with that we may have a deep revelation of his love and how we can manifest that to the world around us and to the people around us because of as we've learnt to receive and appropriate his love in our life, it allows us to overflow and manifest and appropriate that and give that to others. It's easy to love when we're living in a vacuum, but relationships that we have really are the test bed and they're the things that try us and challenge our loving and our ability to love, to become love, be that in family, work, church. And the test or the challenge really comes when something has been unreasonable, unfair or unjust towards you. And that's where knowing love and how to appropriate love and understanding how our Father does that to us, encourages us and equips us to do it to others. An example is when you might be hurt by someone, are you then in response praying for your healing or from your pain or are you praying for the brokenness of the other person out of which they hurt you? That's just one quick example. So I want to encourage you all again with uh, 1 John 4, 8. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And to know God is to know love, or to say it in reverse, or not to not know love is to not know God. And love is how we operate. That's my thought for today. Blessings and shalom to you all.